Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott join us now as Ron Boone packs up his final stuff, gets ready to go to TV. He's a big deal, David. It's TV night. It is. Um, what do you guys think of this one tonight? I. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the answer to everything. <laughs> I say the answer to everything, isn't it? Yeah, just I don't know that I've seen um, at least the time I've watched. Like that first half was we talked about it, but it was flawless. And um, the mistake people will make tonight is, you know, that the Jazz made a bunch of shots and were really good offensively, but this was all keyed by their focus, attention, and commitment to the defensive end, which really kind of spurred the offense, in my opinion. Yes. Um, the defensive rating was under 100 while the game mattered. And, you know, we'll, we won't lose when we do that. I promise. Like, I think we'll go undefeated for the year on any night where we have a defensive rating under 100. And even with that, that second group coming in and, you know, <laughs> kind of getting through the game, still went 20 for 50, 40% from three. So that trend continues, and they're, they're getting them up and they're getting them in. And uh, that's, that's, uh, that's been a, a really fun thing to watch. David, do you really think they'll get to 30 in a game this year? I heard you talking about that today. That's awfully hard to do. It's a lot. Yeah, you'd have to take 60, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have an unbelievable shooting night I mean, to the point where the other team just would give up. So the problem, here's why you probably won't, won't there's why you wouldn't do it. Because it, the minute you've hit 20. The game's eight, away, the right? The game's gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just um, have to have a Ron Boone type night. You'd have to have, I mean, you have to hit eight threes a quarter for four quarters. Yeah, that first quarter basically over and over and over and over again. Right. Which is a little hard to do. Yep. But energy, effort, ball movement, you name it, uh, across the board. I mean, Boyan turned into Magic Johnson for a second there. Um, and, and crazy how you mentioned most of his assists were for threes. Right. There's a phenomenon that happens in this league. I've seen it happen numerous, numerous times, and it's the moment where a team thinks they're good. And then it becomes irrelevant whether or not they actually are good. That makes sense. Yeah, just kind of the, the swag, right? right? The swag factor. Like I think we might have crossed over tonight. Yeah, I, and it's been building for sure. Right. Like I, you know, we got to obviously play well against Dallas and New York and keep it going, and you're going to lose at some point. But I, I, they, they now believe they're really, really good. Right. Shaq took a shot at them. They answered the next day. I hate to give, like, you know, I hate to insert him into the story. No, but that's, it's true. That's I, I think there was, a, there was a galvanizing effect, which we all believe that would happen. But, right. man, it just. Well, I, I actually had to apologize to Gordon earlier tonight, uh, which is always unfortunate because yeah. I was, uh, Gordon was saying that he thought Donovan and the team would really have a chip after that. And I said, oh, their whole thing was that, uh, you know, you heard Joe talk about it. Oh, we really don't care. Donovan really doesn't care. And, and we're, you know, just out to prove things to uh, to us internally. I think they might have come out with a little extra pop in the step tonight. That first quarter was something else. You know, I don't know. I, I would take a, I would take it this way. And Ron and Tim might be, or Ron's gone, so Tim might be able to speak to this being around teams. So I don't know if it's like they came out tonight with that in mind or that it was a boost to them. But when you start playing well, like, they're all walking around the locker room going, wow, it might have been a next-level performance, don't you think? <laughs> right? Like, it's that kind of thing that they're doing. Like, but I don't think that they came out and, like, next level on three. 
No, 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 no. But I, once you're rolling, now let's now let's have the common enemy that we that we pick at. And that and that never hurts um, when you when you have some kind of rallying cry that what unites an already very close team. Um, I said it that night, like that's the best part to me that came out of it is I think that the Jazz will use this correctly um, and, and it will really affect uh, and galvanize the team even more. Right. I mean, from everything we hear, like if Shaq said that about Trey Young, Atlanta would be like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Like that's Like that's the word out of Atlanta right now is that like you say that about Trey Young and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's not next level at all. Yeah, he's about he's he's got about getting his right, and so, um, you know, once you have that, then so who knows? I mean, they believe they're good, and they this is the type of performance to have Jazz fans believe in they're good too, because this was pretty impressive. Well, and just like you, I mean, I know you live for the you know we we all kind of we can't wait for game time, but it's even more now. Like this is a like an amazing brand of basketball to watch. Yes. And they've seen different defensive styles, and frankly, the Warriors were playing pretty well defensively coming into this. Yeah, they were. They played their best defensive game probably against the Spurs two games ago. Well, that press 2-3 zone was something there for a minute. Yeah, the Warriors' defensive rate. Here's the Warriors' defensive rating uh, since Draymond came back. And again, league average is about 110, okay? 95, 108, 107, 100, 100, 108, 108, 93. 119, Draymond got ejected. So in games in which Draymond had played since the third, since the fourth of January, 95, 108, 107, 100, 100, 108, 108, 94. League average is like 111. Jazz going into the fourth quarter tonight were 139. Oh my gosh! Good night now. Yeah, and it looked like it too. Yeah, it sure did. Well, I mean, they, like the game was over in the first four possessions. 14 love. I, I tweeted out it was two touchdowns, and they did make the extra points. Um, but, man, what a great start. And Royce, you know, again, Royce did his deal. He hit his first three, and, um, and everybody else kind of jumped in and followed. Has Royce O'Neal ever taken five shots, five threes in a uh... – in a game, in a quarter before? Oh, the answer to that has got to be no, right? Yeah. All right, here's my here's my thing about tonight, and then I'll let you guys go. I always have to have my geeky number thing for you tonight. Okay? You got the box score in front of you, right? Yep. You scored 127 points. We had an offensive rating by the end of the night of a 122. Okay? Tell me in that box score what's unusual. Outside of Bogdanovich's eight assists, no, no, like just the overall team numbers. Like, what's what? What? Like, oh, we had a great night. We did this. Like, what is it? What did we do unusually tonight? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It all looks. Yeah, this is this is the way it looks, and that's what you know. I told Jake that's why, you know, I that's why I'm buying right now, because this is uh, it's becoming standard. Right. We shot below our season average from three. For a while, we were trending low turnovers till the last group right. came in. and that was terrible. Right. Okay. So, like, if we go back to – I can't pull it right now because it doesn't quite let me, I don't think. But if we pull it through three quarters, like, I mean, it's it wasn't that – like, 
I have my third quarter box right now, okay? 108.72. Our offensive rating is a 139 at this point, okay? We're shooting 51% from the field. So what, we made like two too many twos there? <laughs> We're shooting 43.9 from three. So we hit one too many threes, right? So you take one three and one two off the board, and then we're normal. I'm glad I answered your question correctly. I mean, that's <laughs> like craziness. Uh, David, two things for you before we cut you loose. One, tomorrow will be my three-year-old's third ski day, so I thought you'd be proud of that. Well, we're probably going to chickadee it up. Okay. Uh, I, and I will, I will be, um, I will be at Alta um, ah. and Snowbird tomorrow. So, uh, you know, um, when the powder's all finished, maybe I'll come by and see you. Text me. See, in all seriousness, if if you're on the mountain, let me know. Okay. Can I tell you one thing? Yeah. Edgy wedgy. Oh, we got it, dude. And I, okay. you know what? I broke down. I went with the harness too. I feel a little weird with her on a leash, but. I don't love the harness. So, well, I can explain this all to you later. She 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 was getting a little ag aggressive. She took to it a little bit too well, <laughs> and she doesn't exactly know how to stop yet. So all right. Well, then concern. you got to teach her how to stop, <laughs> and that's the first thing you have to do. But the harness teaches. Unnatural balance. Mm, that's good to know. All and, right. And I would say he knows what he's talking about. Oh, on, my, on my guy David? Yeah. Are you kidding? I've skied with David. It was the, uh, I, I thought I was going to die by the end. My leg, I made him go to the tram club at like 2.30 because I was out of gas. You're like, is this Stein Erickson? <laughs> How did Stein Erickson get out of here? Well, I'll tell you, I, I'll, I'm not blowing smoke. David's awesome. He's really good. So enjoy the uh, soft snow, by the okay. way, tomorrow. Uh, on the stopping. All right. Watch her knees. Okay. The tendency for young kids is to roll a knee in, and so there's a line behind them that's the inside edge of that ski, and it's a line, and they can't, so they can't push out their heels. Okay. To create the stop. Huh. Locked on snowplow. So you have to you have to make sure that their snowplow is the the ski's flat, so they can actually push out the back, and they're pushing on the back of their heels out. So you tell them that there's big scorpions and spiders and huge animals chasing behind them, and they need to use the back of their skis to push out and squish those bugs. Look at this. Well, I love and it. Guy you, and then you go before. wild and crazy every time they do it. Like, oh, you squished the bug. Oh, you got it. Huh. I'm going to use it. I'll use it tomorrow, buddy. And uh, seriously, if you're, if you're over the bird, let me know. The day I become independently wealthy and can retire, I'm going to be a ski instructor again. You should. All right, buddy. Great call tonight. You and Ron were great. <laughs> no, we weren't. We were up by forty in the fourth. I know, but those are the hardest broadcasts. You know that oh when it's gosh. when it's not. You gotta that. You gotta keep people gripped to it. You guys did a good job. Those we are the about toughest John ones. John Drew. Can we go back to John Drew and the fact that in under thirty under thirty minutes a night he scored twenty one points a game at one point in his career? How the sad the sad part is I totally remember him. Eighty one, eighty two. I do too. That's nuts. John Drew was John Drew. You want my? You want a great one? John Drew was the interview Hot Rod Hunley was doing when I told my dad I want to be that guy. Hey, hey. So it's probably wow. right around that era. 80, I was probably 10 or 11 years old when Look I said, I'm gonna, I want that guy's job. And here you are. Well, you got it. Yeah, buddy. How about that? All thanks, right. thanks David. See ya. All right. Big win for the Jazz, 127 to 108. We're breaking it down next. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. And the Jazz smashed the Warriors tonight, 127 to 108. And uh, we'll probably say this all night long, but it wasn't that close. The Jazz at one point up 37 points as they came out of the gate firing. 
and uh, absolutely demolished the Warriors. Yeah, it was just uh, from the, from the get go. Uh, loved the way the Jazz came out with a ton of energy. Um, it never hurts when you make pretty much all your shots to start a game, and, and it was a little bit of everybody, but just a great team effort. And um, and again, I, I've said this way too many times, but it's the truth. Just uh, an absolute pleasure as a basketball fan to watch. Amazing. I mean, it really was amazing. This this offense that the Jazz have, uh, I don't want to say come up with because I don't know how much different it's been than than years past, but the way that they are running it is just, it's it's a finely tuned machine. You combine the pace uh, with their ability to get open shots, and it, it, man, they look good. You know, I'll tell you where, you know, we talk about, we talked about it a bunch, but it just, when you go from three shooters on the floor to four, it really changes everything. And, you know, that's the, I think that's the biggest difference this year is the Jazz just really have shooting everywhere. Um, their depth at the five is so impressive. Um, but they they really are, by playing a little faster and getting um, earlier shots up, uh, not so dependent upon half-court pick and roll uh, and allow teams to get set. And I know that uh, forever, you know, it was, it was the Jazz, hey, you got to guard Rudy's role. How are they going to guard the pick and roll? That's that's still a thing, but it's not the only thing, and that's no. what makes it so interesting. You know what's fun about tonight's game? So six Jazz players scored in double figures. Uh, Bogdanovich, 14, Rudy, 11, Mike Conley, 17, Donovan Mitchell, 23, Joe Ingles, 13, and Jordan Clarkson, 14. Two Jazz players had nine points, Royce O'Neal and Derek Favors. And Royce got all nine of those right at the beginning. So for all intents and purposes, the Jazz had eight players in double figures tonight. I mean, talk about just a... Uh, a team effort, and we, we talk about these games a lot where there's just so many weapons. And that, you know, I go back to the the the, the bite we played from Joe Ingles in the pregame, and uh, and uh, David, I know, played during the broadcast. Uh, David and Ron did, but they've just got so many weapons. I mean, this is not a team where you want Donovan Mitchell to be ISO guy and and go out there and score 35. I mean, it would be it would be um, not using correctly all the other players. They just have so much firepower, like you say. And it's interesting because in in the pregame, Quinn talked about. I think he was asked the question about you know the number of threes they're taking, um, and and he he really did. He said something interesting. He said, you know, it's not like we're going out there and trying to like that's not our focus, um, but we are just trying to play a certain way, and feel like if we play that way consistently, you know, our shots just like we talked about shot distribution defensively. Um, you know, the shot distribution is is all because of the way they're playing, spacing and the pace with which they're playing. All right. Uh, we'll, we will say good night to our network stations as the Jazz win tonight, 127 to 108 over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the next our next broadcast is coming your way on Tuesday night where they take on the New York Knicks. The Knicks are in town. little revenge game there. The game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, We'll have post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down. Again, your final 127 to 108. The Jazz have won eight consecutive games, and you've heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz beat up the Warriors tonight, 127 to 108 here at Vivint Arena. Post-game brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Let's get right into the uh, sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, 
your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 47.9% from the field, 40% from three, 20 of 50. Uh, they were led by Donovan Mitchell, 23 points on 9 of 18 shooting, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists for Donovan. Uh, Mike Conley with 17 points. Uh, he had an assist and 3 steals. Bogdanovich with 14 points and a career-high 8 assists, not to mention 7 rebounds. Rudy with a double-double, 11 points and 14 rebounds. Clarkson had 14 coming in off the bench. Joe Ingles had 13 coming in off the bench. And I'll, I'll tell you what, <laughs> Tim, the stats... I mean, those are really impressive, don't get me wrong, but they're just not going to do uh, justice to the one-sided nature of this basketball game. I mean, it was just dominance from tip. Look at the plus-minus numbers for the Jazz starters. <laughs> okay. Bo- Bojan, I mean, he hit 40, a plus 40. I Honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen that number in a plus-minus. That's insane. And did it in three quarters? Did it in three quarters. Rudy was, <laughs> Rudy was 38, Donovan 28. Uh, I'm sorry. It was uh, it was Conley that was plus forty. I was reading it wrong. I'm sorry. Conley was plus forty. Mitchell twenty eight. That's why we got to have you read the numbers. Uh, Gobert thirty eight. Boyan thirty six. And O'Neal twenty six. Uh, you want to look at uh, the Warriors starters? Sure. Uh, Draymond Green minus twenty six. Andrew Wiggins minus twenty seven. Curry minus twenty four. Ubre minus twenty nine. Wiseman was minus ten, but that's because Wiseman was in in the fourth quarter where. Uh, you know, the bench for both units was in. But a quick shout-out to uh, Nico Mannion, son yeah. of uh, former Jazz player and former Ute, Pace Mannion, who was a team-high plus 21 for the Warriors, had eight points, three of five shooting, two of three from three. And uh, those were his first NBA field goals, by the way. I'll tell you what makes me feel old. So Nico Mannion and Ryland Jones, I was in charge of a gym back in 2006 at the University of Utah basketball camp. And those two little shavers were just young little guys. They were in our gym uh, that I was in charge of. And little did I know those two guys would be uh, as good a basketball players as they are. Um, but great for Nico. Love pace. Um, obviously a, a fixture here for a long time in Salt Lake. And uh, just happy that Nico, if one positive thing happened for Golden State tonight, Nico Manuel was really good. And pace was here. I saw that on online. Pace was in the building. So uh, pace, if you're jumping into your car, Shout out to you, the great Pace Mannion. And Nico getting in, and uh, there's something appropriate about that, right? Him getting his first NBA field goals uh, here in Salt Lake City. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and he looked good doing it. You know, he looked good out there. Yep. All right, let's let's uh, let's get started with some post-game sound. Let's start with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. We'll go with uh, Tony Jones, the athletic. Coach, uh, when you guys move the ball like you, you, you did pretty much from the first possession, um, you know, how, how good can you guys be offensively? Well, to be honest, we're just, we just want to get better. And there's, there's certain nights where um, things click. Um, obviously, uh, our guys are, are focused on moving it and taking open looks. Everybody's just trying to do, do their part. And, you know, the, the biggest thing about moving the ball is when we pass the ball accurately, you know, that allows things to happen. So it's... Um, Again, we just got to keep trying to improve. And uh, that's been part of it, the accuracy of our passes and taking care of the ball and moving it. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When uh, Golden State's final numbers look a little better than they probably were just based on that fourth quarter. But for the first three quarters, it seemed like you had a pretty good handle on kind of shutting them down. What was working with the defensive effort tonight? 
Well, you know, we, we want to defend collectively and, you know, they're a difficult team to guard. Obviously, Steph is probably the most difficult player to guard, you know, if, if not, you know, one of the top two or three. Um, he's so good and puts pressure on you in so many ways. So, um, you know, I think our guys are seeing it um, collectively. And, you know, it's not one guy's job. Everybody's got to do a job. And, you know, to try to take pride in that, you know, on every possession. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, it's uh, clear uh, that this team is not complacent. How would you describe the mentality and focus of your guys right now? Well, I guess, you know, we're, we're not a quarter of the way through the season. So I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, dampen any enthusiasm that, that I want our team to feel. Um, you know, it's, it's okay to feel good about how you're playing. Um, but, you know, there's a long season ahead. It's a marathon and there's games where it clicks like it did tonight. And there's other games you have to grind. And um, I just want us to stay steady, not too high, not too low. Um, you know, and, and the fact that we're playing well right now is a good thing, but the challenge is to continue to play well. And, and that's what we're looking at. Anderson, kslsports.com. Quinn, it seems like in the second quarter, they tried to take away the three early. Uh, they were really pressuring really high. And it looked like Mike just kind of on the fly adjusted to what they were doing and kind of got the team back into a flow. Is that something he's able to do uh, better than some other guys, just kind of adjust because he's seen so much footage and or played in so many games? Well, he's, you know, he's got such control of the basketball and, you know, he's so quick um, that, that it allows him to be really patient. And I thought both he and Donovan, you know, when they got in the lane, whether it was kicking it out to shooters. And then, as you said, when, when those passes weren't there, uh, we didn't get sped up. We, we, we kept control and um, kept our feet on the floor if we needed to and, you know, used fakes and all that, you know, silly fundamental stuff that um, sometimes you can forget about, but it makes all the difference. And in Mike's case, you know, his poise in the lane um, and his ability to, to make plays for other people as well as, you know, take his shot. You know, I, I really loved how aggressively he came out tonight. Um, I thought he set a tone early with um, with his aggressiveness shooting the ball. And, you know, we want to take what, what the defense gives, and he's done a great job, he and Donovan both. I think that's something Donovan's really been focused on is his efficiency and his decision-making. Um, when those two guys do that, you know, we, we, we play well. Okay, that's all the time we have. Thanks, Coach. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, his team coming off a big win over the Warriors. Anything coach said that stood out to you there, Tim? Just that they want to maintain, you know, he's excited about where things are, but uh, as a coach would always be, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Um, I, I think there's a great kind of yin-yang between, like Locke talked about, the swag and the confidence and, you know, getting too much that way. Um, I like that Quinn's always mindful of that, and I don't imagine he's going to let them get too full of themselves. No, he, he makes it a point that he wants his team to be very much uh, even keeled, and, uh, you know, you get that. But you, you do see the swagger and the buy-in a little bit, um, and certainly in games like tonight where they I, – I do believe they came out to prove a point tonight. You know, the entire NBA world was talking about him yesterday uh, because of that uh, Shaq Donovan kind of thing and probably had one eye on the scoreboard tonight and see how the Jazz played, and – they make it eight in a row in grand fashion over a Golden State team that's 
that's good. It's not the Golden State team of old, but certainly uh, a good playoff contending team. Well, a Golden State team just a couple games ago that beat the Los Angeles Lakers right. after being down big in the first half. They, they actually started that game much like this one. Lakers got out huge in the first quarter, um, and, and the Warriors were able to come back against them. So they do have a win against the Lakers. All right, well, I want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now. And Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Jazz beat the Warriors 127-108. to Coming up next, more sound from the locker room, and uh, we'll break, continue to break this one down. Big win, eight in a row for the Jazz, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz beat the Warriors 127 108 here at Vivint Arena tonight. Let's get a look at your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Let me scroll to it very quickly here. Points in the paint. Jazz outscore the Warriors 48 to 40. I was. I was kind of hoping that the uh, Warriors might have won one category, but might have outscored them somewhere. Not tonight. Not tonight. Not in. Uh, not in the paint. And I, I mean, you can't say. Sometimes we go. Well, tonight uh, was about the threes. Tonight was about paint scoring. Whatever. I mean, the Jazz. Uh, they got it from everywhere. Well, and it's interesting because they they started with the three, um, but how many times then did. Um, you know, they were able to get to pick and roll and get lobs, you know, because everybody was so worried about the Jazz shooting threes, which, again, leads to why this is such a great way to play. I was impressed. We we talked about this a little bit with Locke, but I was impressed uh, there in the second quarter. The Warriors went to a little bit of a 2-3 kind of pressure zone kind of thing, and that pressure defense, not necessarily the zone part, but the pressure defense they've struggled with a little bit at times this year, and not a problem. No, and, and typically – if they're going to trap like that too, uh, the Jazz spacing is so good. If you can beat that first trap, there was a play um, I loved. It. it was really early, but pick and roll, throw it to Rudy on the roll. Um, he kind of short rolls it and then kicks it for. They they go. He skips it across one more to the corner for Royce for a three. It was just beautiful basketball. It's it, that's a little something that Rudy's added to his game that's really effective. He's done it a bunch this year. Yeah, and it's it's really something I'm sure the coaching staff has drilled because it's hard for a big guy to gather, make the decision. But right. when you're coming out of pick and roll and you understand, hey, I got a guy opposite, and so when you catch, you're reading one thing, you're reading the help, and that's where it'll tell you where the ball should go. Uh, we'll get to Joe Ingles in just one second, but again, uh, you, you know what we said about Donovan constantly improving. You can also say that about Rudy, how he's he's gotten better every single year he's been in the league and adds these little things to his game. That's so important. I mean, at the beginning of his career, it was big things, right? Like fouling too much and making free throws and and catching the ball. And now that he's, I don't want to say master, but now that he's got some of that stuff down, these little wrinkles that he's adding to his game is really. Impressive. And how about this? Three for four from the line. Need 75%. that. 75%. Yeah, need that for Made sure. Made two in a row. It's, you know, again, that number that he's shooting early is low, uh, but it's nice to see him have some success there too. All right, let's get a little post-game sound. Let's uh, go down to the media room with Joe Ingles. All right, we'll go. Sarah Todd does Rhett News. Hey, Joe. Um, 
there were often games, especially last season, he's had better games this season was assists, but Boyan isn't known to be the guy to get a bunch of assists on the night. What's it like having him create that much for you? I didn't hear the end of that. If he had, was there an end of that? Oh. What what is it like having Boyan create like that for you guys? He got eight assists. Oh, okay. Did he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I mean, we were laughing at the first time. I think he had three assists in the first three possessions. So um, it's definitely something we're not used to. <laughs> but no, it's. Uh, I mean, he he does he he makes the right play. I mean, pretty much every time, and a lot of that is. Um, obviously, I was creating and, and him on the end of a lot of stuff. Um, but, I mean, he's a hell of a player. We've, I think everybody knows that. And, and the way he can score the ball and shoot the ball. And, and when he's in the post, the, the, um, the, the defense got to collapse if he's, if he's got a mismatch. So he is a willing passer. Uh, he's, not, he's not out there um, purely to score, but we know he can pass the ball. And, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know he had eight, but, it, I mean, hell yeah. I think it just, it's what our team is. We're an unselfish team. And from top to bottom, whoever's in the game, we play that way. Um, and I mean, as you guys know, a lot of the time it's different guys every night. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, it's got to be a career high or something, doesn't it? It's got to be. Someone look that up. Locke, look that up. It is. There you go. Congrats to Boyan. All right. Next up, Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Joe, this was a really complete game for you guys tonight. Strong start, strong finish. I know you don't want to get too high and too low after these ones, but uh, what is the mentality and feeling amongst this group right now? Um, I mean, honestly, kind of on to the next one. Um, it was good. Um, there's, there's still things we'll watch film on. Um, I don't even know what day we play next at the moment, but whatever our schedule is for the next few days, we'll obviously watch film and we'll, um, there, there'll be things that we, we know we didn't do as well or things we can do better um, 10 out of 10 times instead of 9 out of 10 or, or whatever it is. So um, obviously we're, we're a confident team and we're, we're confident in the, the style that we play. Um, we're going to miss shots. We're going to make shots at times, but I think our defense has been pretty consistent. Obviously tonight it was, um, and, and we were able to make shots as well. So when we're going on both ends, uh, we're, we're a tough team to, to play against. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, late in the third quarter, uh, you you put Kent Bazemore on skates, and I think the broadcast team referred to it as the world's slowest crossover. Uh, <laughs> just, just wondering uh, if you remember that play and, and what was going through your mind as that happened. Um, I didn't, yeah, I mean... It's not a consistent uh, part of my game, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, it was probably, I think Rudy probably just tripped him, to be honest. I don't think any of my moves are that cool that someone's going to go for a fake or anything that bad, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, that uh, I think it was Rudy, Rudy or Faye. One of the bigs came up, set a screen and whatever. I, I honestly don't really know what happened, but I get forced right a lot and he, he jumped to my left early and... Um, I was just praying that it went in because I hadn't made a shot yet. So, um, yeah, it was all good. I don't really, yeah, I don't, don't, don't really have much of a cooler answer than, um, than that, but good times. All right, that's all the time we have. Thanks, Joe. 
All right, there you go, Joe Ingles. And uh, that I'll, I'll tell you what, that crossover he had on Baysmore, uh, that, that was awesome. I can't believe people are calling it the, the world's slowest crossover. That's an insult. That was a great move by Joe right there, and he canned the shot. Yeah, he's he's and he's so great because it doesn't, nothing phases him. He's like uh, he's like your average Joe, uh, that, so to speak, that plays hoop. Um, but it's it's kind of nice. All the Jazz kind of have that workmanlike approach and and philosophy. Um, Joe was great tonight, and uh, I love the digs at Boyan's assist too. That was that was awesome. Career high. Eight assists, Eight assists for our guy, uh, our guy Bogdanovich. And I'll tell you this, uh, Joe, uh, since he's come back from resting that sore Achilles, has been really good. Yeah, he's been, you know, he's been more aggressive offensively. I think that's one thing that this probably has freed him up some too. Uh, because last year, you know, there were times where he'd pass shots up. He's not doing that this year. And I think it's because of the mindset of everybody is, hey, if we're, if we're open, we're going to shoot it. All right, let's get to your three-point feature, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. For the sixth time this season, the Jazz made 20 or more threes. They were 20 of 50. They shot 40%. Uh, let's see here. Led by Mike Conley, who was terrific, five of nine. Uh, Royce O'Neal was three of six, hit all three there at the beginning. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, three of eight. Bogdanovich, three of uh, nine. Joe Ingles, three of six. George Niang and Joan Morgan were one of two apiece, and Jordan Clarkson was one of five coming in off the bench. And I, and I think that's the crazy part is, uh, again, they take 50 tonight, so, you know, way more than seven more than they're taking on average per per game. Uh, but to make 20 again, and I'm not going to steal any thunder, but our boy Tyson Ewing, I'll prime it, has got some cool stuff along the lines of of that number. Um, just just a remarkable uh, shooting performance tonight, but it's like Relock said at the end of the game, it's nothing's out of the ordinary from what we've seen. Let's get more post, uh, post-game post sound. Let's throw it back to the media room for Boyan Bogdanovich. All right, we'll go Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Bogey, eight assists tonight, man. Uh, what does it mean to you to impact the game like that tonight? I mean, we were just hitting the hitting the trees in, early in a game so it's it's not about me it's about uh, extra passes that we that we had early on uh, early in a game so not much about me Eric Walden Salt Lake Tribune I'm going to try to make it a little bit more about you um, did you realize that you had that many passes i mean you had tied your career high by halftime the the shooting wasn't necessarily going down for you. Were you making it more of a point to try to find other guys, or or was that just happening organically? I mean, Rudy is it's it's really doing great job rolling, and then every every other team is kind of kind of getting getting into the pain, and then we have a a lot of open trees. So whoever is whoever is handling the ball, it's got those. Those open open passes outside. Donovan had also seven or eight assists. So, like I said, we shared the ball pretty well. That's why we are we are really successful this season. Christos Saltos from Sports DNA Greece. Hello, Boyan. Congratulations on the win and the performance. I would like to ask you how big boost you get from uh, that uh, that win, and especially with the way that you won tonight. And also for you, how enjoyable is to share the court with uh, Donovan Mitchell? I mean, it's it's great to great to win the game and then have our stars to to rest all 
or last quarter we had a couple of of these games so we are in in, in pretty good shape right now we didn't get banged and 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 then we are we are winning the game so we are in, in great winning streak right now okay last question sarah todd deseret news hey boyan do you think that jordan clarkson should be in the conversation for sixth man of the year absolutely he is the sixth man of the year right now so i hope that we're gonna we're gonna continue to win, and then with his aggressiveness and, and the way he played, I hope that he gonna he gonna win the trophy. All right, that's it. Thanks, Boyan. Boyan Bogdanovich tonight, fourteen points on three of thirteen shooting, eight assists, a career high, seven rebounds, and was plus twenty six when he was on the floor tonight. In in typical Jazz fashion, he's like, "Hey, it's nothing. Guys just made shots. I I made extra passes, but." The fact that he made the extra passes and the fact that, um, you know, he saw where the ball should go. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, he's a great player because he can really score it, but that's, that's such a nice piece, just his understanding of, of the offense and, and how it should work. Well, Joe Engel said this, and we've referenced this in an interview a bunch tonight, but uh, said it on DJ and PK. This, this team is a really unselfish team. It really is. Right down to their post-game comments. I mean, it's, it, you know, Boyan didn't even want to take credit for his career high in assists. It was the other guys making shots. And, and it's also, he, he mentioned, I mean, they've been asked, Clarkson questions have been asked a lot um, about him being the sixth man. And, and really, all those guys, you know, it's not just words. They, they believe it, and they hope it for him, and I mean, that's that's unique in and of itself in today's day and age of, you know, hey, what's in it for me? See, they always say there's two types of people uh, in the in the world, right, Tim? T- people that root for their buddies to make that long putt and people who root for their buddies to miss that long putt. Yeah, the problem is I, ha- I hang around with all the guys I hope I miss. Who's rooting for you to miss? I need miss. some better yeah. friends. <laughs> you need some guys who would, hey, go out there and knock this putt Usually down, Usually there's, you know, there's dinner on it, though, so they have that reason. A couple of Skittles, yeah. so they're, you know. You can still root for your buddy to make it root for their success. No, I hear you, but it is a it is a mentality on this team that they, they you could tell it's the way they play, it's the way that Quinn Snyder wants them to play, the way that they move. I mean, right down to the development in Rudy's game we were just talking about. It's not some sort of dynamic shot. It's it's having your head up and making the right pass. Yeah, and it's um, it is it's a theme throughout. And again, I, I give the staff a ton of credit because that's where it comes from. Um, there has to be reinforcement all the time with players to really be happy for your teammate, make the right play. Um, this team does it, and it's very authentic. There's nothing phony about it. It feels that way, doesn't it? All right, want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll get you more post-game sound from the locker room. And uh, you teased it, Tim. Tyson Ewing, as usual, has some very interesting statistical uh, nuggets for the postgame show. We'll get to that next. Jazz beat the Warriors tonight, 127 to 108. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. We'll get you more uh, postgame sound coming up here momentarily. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe uh, with you. Jazz win tonight, by the way, over the Warriors, 127-108. to 
Let's get to tonight's Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of jazz basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Uh, any guesses at who's tonight's Master of the Glass was? Rudy. It was Rudy. Yes, Rudy Gobert. Double-double tonight for Rudy. 14 rebounds tonight. Had four offensive uh, to go along with his 11 points, and he also had a block shot. Uh, strong rebounding performance from Derek Favors coming in off the bench with eight. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had seven, and uh, Boyan Bogdanovich also had seven. There was a second there in the third quarter where it looked like Boyan uh, might be on pace for a triple-double, but uh, alas, it did not come to fruition. The Jazz out-rebounded uh, the Warriors tonight. Brace yourself for this number, Tim. 57-35. to 35. Pretty good. Yeah, that's been a, a rough spot for, we talked about first quarters being rough for Golden State. That lived up to its billing, and they've really struggled to rebound the ball. Um, and we talked about the Jazz being elite in that area. Um, there really wasn't anything the Jazz didn't do tonight that was elite. It was an elite performance. Jazz, when their players, you know, the rotation players were playing, first three quarters, uh, first quarter outscored Golden State 39 to 30. And then the defense clicked in, uh, outscored him in the second uh, half 38 to 17, and in the third 31 to 25. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Really just great team performance. I mean, the, the reserves got in there and looked a little rusty, but to their credit, they haven't, you know, been out there a whole lot together. They've been out there, in, you know, at times. But um, that's the only thing that was a little bit yawny about the game was that. Yeah, I got a little bit sloppy. And you can tell when the reserves get in there a little bit. And, and I get this, by the way. When you get your minutes, you want to get out there and make an impact. You know, you're playing for more playing time and trying to carve out a role for yourself on the team. So you can certainly understand that a little bit. How about uh, Doak getting out there with a, a, a slam, a putback dunk that I thought was going to bring down the entire building? My goodness, that guy plays with a lot of force. Three thousand ten minutes is pretty impressive as well, but did have a nice block shot. He had that awesome block shot, and then the way he got shot out of a cannon after he blocked it to get down the floor. A lot of things that he does that translate well to all all the things that the Jazz are about, and uh, you can you can kind of see why you know they were intrigued with him at that spot late that late in the first round. So we're up here um, in the zone, uh, Carrier Zone Studios. We're on the upper concourse. We're right by uh, Portal KK, if you've never seen our studios. And I swear I felt the whole building move when he dunked that ball. Yeah, it shook From the, found, the very foundations. But, geez, Tim, did you feel that? <laughs> My goodness. All right, let's get some more post-game sound. Let's hear it now from Donovan Mitchell. All right, we'll get started with Tony Jones, the athletic. Um. When you guys, the Warriors, like during their run, they were one of those teams that could just like hit you with a big run and turn like a 10-point deficit into a 20-point lead. Do you feel some of that, you know, with some of the with some of the, the eight, nine minutes um, sequences that you guys have been playing of late? You said that they can do that? During their during their run when they won when they were a championship team. Oh, like, okay. yeah. Not not this year think, when they were a championship team. Gotcha. Like, I think like do you feel that a little bit of that the way you guys are playing a little bit? I think you know I wouldn't I wouldn't equate it to 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 that. You know we have a long way to go to get to that point. I think we have our spurts and moments. I think tonight was a really good offensive start. You know, and then on top of that we locked down defensively. Um, but I think we have we have 
a ways to go, you know, in a good way. You know, there's, there's nothing, we're really doing a lot of things the right way, but there's things we can do better. I think, you know, we like, like you said, we have our capabilities of really raising our level and really shoot when we shoot the ball well and defend, you know, we, we can be pretty scary. But the biggest thing is we just got to continue to, to, to do the little things. And I think we did a good job of that tonight. You know, kind of going up with that big lead, it's easy for, you know, we've been teams to kind of get complacent, you know, how we, we, we've done that before. And I think the biggest thing was we were able to extend it and keep the foot on the gas um, throughout the entire game. And I think that's just, that's what we're most proud of. You know, the end result, it is what it is, but, you know, we're continuing to keep our foot on the pedal. And that's what our mindset should be every game. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Donovan, I'd like for you to make the case to me that Jordan Clarkson should be sixth man of the year. Um, well, first off, you know, I think he's what, 50, 40, 90, something like that, I believe. Um, you know, his, his efficiency level has grown and he's, he's done, doing a lot of good things and he's not just scoring the basketball. You know, he came and his, his reputation has been just to score, but he's making the right plays, playing defense, chasing guys around. Uh, but obviously putting the ball in the basket, you know, I think that's something that within the offensive flow, I think that's something that, you know, with him, we, we look at him as, you know, as like, like that microwave. Uh, that never really turns off. But then on top of that, he's doing it on both ends of the floor, you know, communicating, uh, making the extra pass. I think remember the other game, he had like six, seven assists. Like he's doing it in many different ways outside of just scoring, you know, but if we just want to leave it as scoring alone, I think he deserves it. But he's doing a lot of other things uh, as well. Um, and I think that's what makes him special this year or in general. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. So notwithstanding what you just everything you just said to Tony and, and notwithstanding the team's mantra of never too high, never too low. Steve Kerr said before the game, he views you guys as a championship contender and said that you guys remind him of where the Warriors were three or four years ago. Obviously, you know, you don't want to get ahead of yourselves, but does that give you like any added confidence knowing that the coach who's been through a dynasty with a team like that views the Utah Jazz as being on that level? Um, you know, it's definitely a compliment, you know, but I think the biggest thing for us is just focus on what we do. You know, we're not trying to replicate, you know, what they did in Golden State. They had an amazing run, an incredible run. I think the biggest thing is we're all focused on what we got to do in the details. Um, that's something after the playoffs last year that so, – I don't even know why that's my ringtone. I thought I switched up. <laughs> um, but – um, I think the biggest thing is we're focusing on the little details. We're doing what we have to do. And that's really where it's at for us. You know, we haven't even, like I said, we haven't gotten past the second round. So, you know, so for us to, to even focus on that, we're focusing on every day, getting, getting, doing what we got to do in the regular season, getting to the playoffs, being able to have success there. Um, it's a huge compliment coming from, from Coach Kerr for sure. But, you know, I think we're looking at it as, all right, you know, taking it game by game, step by step, little by little. Uh, it's a long season. We've only played 15, 16 games and, you know, anything can happen. So we got to stay locked in and stay where we're at. And um, with that, with, with the little details, success will come. And even if there's moments where things don't go well, we got to continue to keep our head, keep our composure, which we've done. And um, we got to continue to do that. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Donovan, we talk about shooting being contagious, but what about passing? Mm. Um I think it's, I think the, the unselfishness of our team, um, you know, you want to pass, you want to make that extra pass. You want to be able to go out there and find the open man. You know, Boyan had what, eight assists tonight. You know, I've, I've been talking to him about it all night, but like, that's who we are. That's who we are as a team, finding ways to get the open man, uh, continue to penetrate and, and, and get in the paint, uh, make the defense collapse. And then when you have shooters, um, 
If they want to stay home, you get a bucket, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we have guys who can get in the paint and score, so now defenses have to collapse. We're finding Rudy, finding Fave, finding guys on the wings. Um, it's, it's, it's something that we really love doing, and I think that's just what's special about this team is we love to make the extra pass. And last question, Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Don. Um, in your first three seasons, you guys kind of started the season slow. What's kind of been the difference about this year? Um, I think what happened in the bubble, I think, is something that really stuck out, stood out with us. Um, I think for us, you know, we saw what we could be um, as far as in those in those seven games. And we saw like that loss, that loss hurt, I think. So for us, understanding that, you know, I said it after we, we lost. I said it when we, we've all said it like, you know, not letting a foot off the gas in any type of way, you know, coming out strong with a statement. Um, and that's what we've been doing. Guys have put the work in in the offseason uh, from top to bottom, coaches as well. Uh, we've put, we, we brought Faye back, we've brought pieces in. And I think the biggest thing for us is we just have to stay locked in. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. We've had times where, you know, we maybe we don't win that Pelicans game the other night, you know, because they come out strong. You know, you're seeing things that we've typically have done, have struggled with that we're having success with. But now it's a matter of keeping that success. You know, we're not always going to shoot the ball well. We've been shooting it well throughout this entire run. But can we sustain, you know, our defense? Can we can we continue to do what we've been doing? And I think that's really where uh, our head is at, you know, and not get like Ricky said it, you know, a few years ago, but never too high, you know, never too low. And that's really been it. Just continue to stay locked in and focus on every game. All right, that's it. Thanks, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell, uh, his post-game comments, one thing that really stood out to me there is second to last answer. He said that we are a team that loves to make the extra pass. How many teams out there love to make the extra pass? I would say that uh, it's way less than those that do in the association. Um, and, and also, Donovan's phone rang right there. It did. Do you think that was Shaq calling to apologize by chance? Sorry, Donovan. I apologize. I think you're a next-level guy, Donovan. <laughs> well, this might be a next-level team. I mean, they, they've obviously got the longest uh, winning streak in the NBA, not only right now, but so far at uh, at eight wins and they they don't look like they're showing any signs of, of slowing down i mean it just whatever is going on right uh, right now for the jazz is working yeah the momentum is definitely kicking in um i think there is something to the fact that the confidence that they're playing with is certainly contagious and and it's all stuff that can be replicated i think that's the part that's most exciting um you know the, there's certainly areas they can get better but you know, the, the, the crazy part of tonight is the numbers aren't that uh, out of the ordinary for what they've done this year. All right. You ready to get to uh, some stats from our guy, Tyson? Uh, Tyson's been sending this to us every post game. Our friend Tyson Ewing at Ty Ewing 2 at T-Y-E-W-I-N-G 2. He does uh, stats for the AT&T Sportsnet television broadcast, and he's been kind enough to share a few with us. Um, let's start with Mike Conley career high for plus minus for Mike Conley tonight at plus 40. His previous career high was plus 32 in 2015, but hold the phone. He is now plus 154 over the last six games. That, that doesn't seem like it should be possible. That means you're on a, you, you, first of all, you're playing really well when you're out there and you're on a really good team. Um, cause that number is ridiculous that is just nuts ridiculous <laughs> over six like, games that's a number you would see on like an nba 2k thing and be like oh, i gotta i gotta make this harder because i don't have the defense set hard enough you know i'm getting way too it's coming way too easy for me and he's been really good at the beginning of this year but it really goes back to the bubble 
when he came back after the long layoff and he wins the horse contest and he, he comes back and, you know, no Bogdanovich, so he thinks he's got a little bit more of a, 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 you know, needs to have more of a punch to his game, steps up to the plate. He played great in Orlando. I mean, great in Orlando and so far is off to just an amazing start. Well, he, he definitely thrives with this new approach too. I mean, he's so good out in the open floor. And you notice he always zits off to a really good start because I think there's a freedom about this team and, and you know, shots that maybe weren't necessarily in the structure of the way things the Jazz did last year. Um, credit to, to the Jazz coaching staff for adjusting to their personnel, and, and Mike is definitely just, you know, taken off from that point. All right, uh, here's another one. Utah hit 23s tonight. Uh, this is the sixth time they've hit 20-plus threes in a game this season. They only uh, had six 20-plus three-point games in franchise history before this season started. And if the season were to end tonight, the Jazz would have the seventh most 20-plus three-point games in a season in NBA history. (laughs) That's just insane. That's the number that I was reading that blew me away. That The second part of that, right? Here, I'll read it again. If the season were to end tonight, the Jazz would have the seventh most 20-plus three-point games in a season in NBA history. Is it out of the question to think they're going to break it? Because, I, I mean, at this rate, it doesn't seem like anything really can slow them down. They've only played 16 They've only games? they played 16 games. Yeah. As as our 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 good friend and colleague, Bowler would say, buckle up, Jazz fans. This is going to be a fun ride. I don't know if they'll get to. David talked about this during the broadcast. Uh, no team has ever got to 30 made threes in a game. I don't know if they're going to get there. I mean, that just seems. That's like all-star game-ish. They, where... They'd have to do what they did in the first quarter in all four quarters. Right. And I just don't know if they're going to get to that mark. But, man, it's going to be fun to watch them try. You know, if the if the starters can get you 20-something and then the reserves just have a great night, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Something we can look forward to. Uh, The reserves did not have a great night tonight. Woof. Yeah, woof. (laughs) A little bit there. All right, uh, so here's more from Tyson. He says, to go along with the Donovan criticism, which he put in quotes, uh, he says, this is Donovan's 38th career game going for 20-plus points, 5-plus rebounds, and 5-plus assists, going right at the, the criticism that he's only a scorer. The 12th of his career going for 26 and 6. I just wish he could get 10 rebounds. A night <laughs> for a six-one guard. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the strangest criticism of the bunch, is that he's only gotten uh, ten rebounds once in his career. I mean, I guess if you want to point at the the ten assist thing that he's only done that once, I guess that makes a little more sense. I mean, he's not really a you know a John Stockton esque point guard, but I mean to go at the ten rebounds like that that just doesn't make any sense at all. Well, and to his credit, every single night we talk about. Rudy's dominance on the glass. I mean, there's there might not be enough of those rebounds to go around because Rudy cleans them all yeah. up. Well, it is the Rudy Gobert Master of the Glass Award. We, we officially named that. He's at it every single night. All right, uh, the last uh, last little nugget here from Tyson uh, talking about uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, of course, his career high in assists uh, with eight. He says this is Boyan's ninth career game going for 10-plus points, five-plus rebounds, five-plus assists. So and uh, it's actually his sixth as a jazz man. So that's that's the system a little bit there, leading to the overall uh, all around play with Bogdanovich. And we we haven't talked a whole lot about the wrist lately. Um, we did early in the season, 
but he certainly is seems to be uh, feeling way better. And I, I there's a part of Boyan to me on this team. He's kind of the straw that stirs the drink. I think he's a guy. Um, you know, you can plan. You can go out and game plan for for Mitchell. You can try to slow down Conley. You know, you can rough up Gobert. But Boyan's kind of that guy that just finds ways to get loose and. When he is on, it just makes the Jazz that much more difficult to beat. And I don't know if his wrist is still bugging him or not. He, he shorted those two corner threes where he was really wide open. That that kind of made me think, well, maybe there's a little bit of pain still left in that thing. But, I mean, he's playing extremely hard, and he played well tonight. Yep, and all of a sudden now he's an assist guy. Big assist that? guy. Gave Joe and the rest of the team a bit of a chuckle. He's like, he doesn't normally do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll put a bow on this one and look forward to the Knicks coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Eagles left-hand drive. Stops. Comes back out. It changed something defensively here. Jazz reset it. Oh, my. Joe Ingles crosses over. Bazemore, he goes down. Joe goes up and hits the three. Ken Bazemore is on his seat looking up as Joe Ingles, with his alacrity, crosses him over and buries the three. Telling Donovan, you're not the only one can do that. Oh, my goodness. Ken Bazemore. 106-72. Here comes Nifty Joe again. Fakes the pass. Lays it up and in. Oh, oh, Joe, don't do me like that. There you go. That was your play of the game. David Locke on the call. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. It's your Jazz Game Night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru Retailer, 127 to 108 is your final. The Jazz beat up on the Golden State Warriors tonight. And again, we sound like a broken record, but it really wasn't that close as uh, the Jazz were up uh, by 37 at one point during the third quarter. Just dominated the Warriors tonight. And good teams do that. They come out in games like this that, uh, you know, that they, they quote unquote should win. They came out and played with great energy um, and, and were really, in my mind, you know, there was a little extra something to them tonight. I think that uh, we've talked about why. Uh, but this team is, they're, they're definitely, right now they're hitting on every single cylinder. Uh, I don't know that you can look at anything and say, man, I wish they'd you know, get better here. I think everybody's making great strides. And um, it's just like, I can't wait till Tuesday. I mean, it's kind of how I feel. It's exciting to, to watch a team that's going like this. We haven't talked very much about the Warriors, obviously, tonight. Tonight was really about the Jazz, but we should also uh, we should make this note that Steph Curry was 5 of 10 from 3 tonight. He had 24 points, but uh, he moved past Reggie Miller into second on the all-time three-pointers made list. I mean, he's just – you heard Quinn Snyder talk so glowingly about him. He's just so good. He's so good, and, and really, I think you mentioned it, you know, uh, a guy who was kind of passed over. Again, you know, a lot of people didn't think he had what it took. Um, you know, went the the small college route and has become a household name across the world and, and definitely a, a pleasure to watch play the game. Really good to to see him do that tonight. And I still have my uh, – I still have a couple things. I, I was here for Stockton's uh, assist when he broke the assist record. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, I was here for that, and I've got the. They gave a little certificate to everybody in the crowd. That How about night. that? So uh, neat, neat when you can see milestones like that in NBA history. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is cool. And you know, how about this? We got to see Nico Mannion's first NBA field goal. You never know; he might he might be a Hall of Famer someday. And Tim, you and I were here to see it. That's right. That's why you watch. Uh, and, and if Pace is listening, shout out to our good friend Pace Mannion. Well, if he's anything like his old man, he's going to be you know close to a Hall of Famer. Going to be a legend. Yep, right? a legend. Absolute, uh, absolute legend. All right, Tim, give us a couple final thoughts on this one before we uh, close the book on it and look forward to the revenge game against the Knicks. Well, I think the most interesting thing came to me when when David asked us kind of that stump question in crosstalk. Um, what stands out in that box score as something that is abnormal or not something we've seen all year long? Um, and the answer was nothing. So as good as the Jazz played tonight, as great as they shot it, as good as they executed and all that, it's it's um, it's actually kind of a nice thing to say. That's something that there isn't one number on the page that jumps at you and says, man, that's, you know, a complete aberration. That's why they, they won tonight. Um, you know, this, as we talked about, this whole thing is built upon really, really solid defensive principles where they're not going to gamble. They're going to dictate to the defense what kind of shot they're going to take um, and then really use that shot selection by the, the opponent to their advantage to get out, uh, get the ball and get out and run. We saw the Jazz struggle early in the year because their defense kind of took a dip there in that little spurt, uh, and they were taking the ball out of the net a lot. Um, I think in this eight-game win streak, the one thing we've seen is the defense is definitely shorn up, and they're they're able to get out in transition and be really effective there. All right, we want to remind you uh, to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We want to th- uh, say big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a terrific job tonight on the call as usual. Uh, Alex Lundberg, our uh, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to you, Lundy. We appreciate your fine work. I uh, want to say thanks to John Kiefer, who was our broadcast assistant tonight. And uh, as always, Tim, thank you, buddy. It's always fun coming to work with you. Yeah, a couple nights off and, and get to see what the Knicks have got in store for us. Uh, is it Knicks Tuesday? Yep, Knicks, Knicks Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Thibodeau will have a plan. Uh, definitely try, probably try to slow him down. But like you said, it's another opportunity to play with a little revenge. That'll be fun to watch. 127-108 is your final. The Jazz have won eight consecutive games. They beat the Golden State Warriors tonight. Up next, Tuesday night, the New York Knicks are in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.